Agronomist Podcast with Kyle from Stall Agronomy. You never know what I may say or who will be on, but you know it'll be real because that's me. Hello, everybody. It's Kyle from Stall Agronomy. Welcome back to the podcast. And today, um, continuing what I normally do is basically come up with a topic kind of offhand and hit record and see what the heck I screw up. But I talk live and I, uh, I don't rehearse these, but let's talk about um, crop budgets and let's talk about how uh, our philosophies are kind of evolved over and kind of around how we develop these budgets and what we do with uh, input decisions and all that stuff. So I'm probably going to call this one penny wise and dollar dumb. And that and that's kind of, it's not a derogatory thing. Um, that's actually the saying or dollars, dollar foolish, or there's a bunch of different ways to say this, but we spend a lot of time in winter thinking about how we can save money. We always are concerned about, you know, the price of fertilizer. We're concerned about the price of seed. We're concerned about the price of uh, chemicals. We're concerned about pretty much all of our input costs all winter. So we spend all winter, you know, trying to save $5 a ton on fertilizer. You know, when you do the math and $5 a ton is, you know, I buy a thousand tons, that's $5,000. That's, that's a big amount of money. Now, you know, it, it just really depends a lot on, you know, what you consider a lot of money is, you know, maybe it's $5,000 and it's a thousand tons, but you only put 400 pounds of the acre on. And when we look at 400 pounds the acre, uh, which would be 20% um, of, of a ton essentially. And it's only a dollar an acre. And that's where we kind of start losing the the big view, right? You know, we, we're trying to save a dollar an acre on, on fertilizer and we're trying to save uh, $5 or $6 an acre on seed or something like that, you know, and, and $6 an acre on seed seems like uh, an insignificant amount when you look at it on a per acre cost. But when you look at it on a per bag cost, it's like $15 a bag. You know, that's it, it's all these little things that we kind of contrive to make it seem like it's a huge deal and instead of looking at it on a per acre cost, we're looking at it on a per unit cost. Uh, you know, one chemical we use, you know, a quart of, and it's, it. oh my gosh, these guys are idiots. They're $5 a gallon more than the other guy. And in reality, it's a dollar something in a gear that we're giving up or we're, we're losing or whatever if we go with one guy over the other one. And that's that's kind of the 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 thing that's funny about it. You know, there's somebody that posted a video on TikTok last year about you know it was like December 27th, and they're wiping their face with like hundred dollar bills, and you know basically just like signing checks and writing checks like it's going out of style because it's before the end of the year. And then they they have like January 3rd, and they're like, yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to go with this other guy because now he's this much dollars an acre cheaper or 50 cents an acre cheaper than you are. And it, and it's funny, be kind of, and also frustrating is at the same point, but it, it's it's kind of the way we think, right? You know, before the end of the year, we're trying to make all these decisions and we're, we're looking at tax implications and we're, we're trying to save money and we're, we're working on, you know, spending money to save the money and it just, it turns into a huge thing. So we spend all winter trying to save money. 
and we're we're not focused on we're less focused on a per acre cost and then we're we're more focused on the per unit cost right we're we're trying to save all these you know dollars an acre and here's a dollar here and there's a dollar there and here's 25 cents and 50 cents and maybe we save 20 bucks an acre and we save $20 an acre and at first chance of something coming up in season, we spend $20 an acre on a foliar fertilizer application. We spend $20 an acre on this and 20. So you can kind of see where, you know, the savings in winter really don't gain us a ton. Uh, our, our biggest thing is you spend all this time in winter trying to save the money. And then when the season comes and the crop's growing, we're more concerned about, you know, trying to gain money. And it should be really the inverse. We're trying to, you know, find those areas where we can gain, you know, bushels in winter, where we kind of do the research. We have the time to think about the things. We kind of create a budget of what we want to do for the season. So if the season's really good, here's our budget. If the season starts kind of taking a 2023 turn, here's our budget. And this is where we should start cutting some things. And maybe we should uh, reduce our inputs and maybe... Once we kind of see this, we shouldn't do this. And it, it really should be that way. And, you know, we should create budgets in the winter, uh, look for opportunities where we can kind of gain some money that we think we can try to do in the season. But, you know, we don't have to prepay for. We'll just kind of plan for it in season. And, and we build those budgets. Um, the other thing that is also frustrating is like, you know, let's say, um, you know, I go to somebody and this is purely a me case, but I go to somebody and I say, you know, it's X dollars an acre for consulting services and I'm too expensive. And that doesn't usually come to be the thing, you know, it's not typically the problem that I run into, but let's just say I'm, I'm too expensive and they don't hire me. Um, middle of the season comes and we get, I get a phone call and they're like, Hey, you know, I didn't hire you, but. I need you to tell me whether or not to put this foliar fertilizer on. Do you think this is worth it? Uh, I know you haven't even looked at my fields because I never hired you. Um, you have no clue what my what my program is anymore because we've changed everything because I didn't hire you. And now I need you to tell me if I should go spend this $20 an acre on foliar fertilizer and fungicide. And I'm like, okay. You are literally on a whim trying to figure out whether or not you should spend $20 an acre. And my quote was seven bucks an acre, whatever it was. It's just like, it's really frustrating to hear, you know, we, we, you know, cut all these expenses in winter and then we get in season and then we're just like, um, it's a toss of a coin whether or not I'm going to spend 20 bucks an acre. So where are those other opportunities where you could gain bushels or gain dollars in season by making a good decision, you know, before the season starts. And that's, that's the frustrating thing. And we, we were talking and doing some crop budgets, uh, in July and in the futures market, uh, 2024 corn was local cash bids were over $5. And I, I was telling a bunch of guys, you know, I think cash, I can't remember what cash was then for this year, but it was in, I think it was closer to five fifty. And, um, we were, we we're looking at next year and we're like, you know, $5 looks really good. Uh, when we're doing kind of the base projections, we kind of have an idea of where fertilizer is going to be. We have an idea, you know, chems are 
comes to really up or down 10%. That's just kind of the way they are. Um, you know, on worst case scenario, seeds typically 15, 20 bucks a bag is the biggest increase we're going to see. We can lock in um, a year or two worth of diesel. So we know that we can actually lock in a diesel price. So we don't have to worry about that going up or down. So we can kind of run a fairly decent projection of the next season's budget um, now or in the middle of the season we're currently in for the next season. We can get pretty close and, you know, you can lock in fertilizer. Uh, you can do a lot of different things in the middle of summer. So we were kind of talking to some people about how um, $5 2024 corn looks pretty decent on our budgets. And nobody wanted to make a decision then, which is fine. You know, I understand, you know, you want to, you don't want to think out 16 months or whatever it's going to be that that's kind of a long time in, in agriculture. And we've been burned in the last three years. If, I mean, if you were thinking out um, a year or so in advance in July of 2020, you were probably going to lose your butt in 2021 because, you know, crop prices went way up. And uh, even though fertilizer prices eventually went up uh, that fall of 2020, you were getting some really good pricing opportunities and you could have made a ton of money. And that would have been the wrong thing to think about, which at that time, I don't think we were thinking about that. And we, we thought, you know, it, it was going to have to get better because I think we were $3 or sub $3 corn. It was ridiculously low. But this year, when we're watching the markets and they're bouncing around and, you know, we're looking at the future, we're seeing that there's opportunities out there. And I think that's going to be more of a normal cycle. And that's the way it's kind of normally is. 2021 through 2022's marketing seasons were, for really lack of a better term, just total, it was total chaos. It was, it was great opportunities, you know, really high prices, but it's a total anomaly of what we saw in, in the last three years. We're going to get back into this more normal cycle where we might see lower prices. We might see higher prices. Um, you know, we need to take opportunities when we can get them. And that's where we need to be able to capitalize on an opportunity uh, if we see one. You know, if there's, there's a bump up this season and we're looking at the next year's projections and we know we can buy inputs for X price, or fairly close to X price, and maybe it's within a, a few percent, and we see an opportunity, we need to be able to pounce on that. And that's that's the scary thing when we're doing those budgets. And now I look today, and, and next year's corn is like 430 or something like that. That's not good. You know, if let's say we lost 50 cents a bushel, you know, potential uh, for next year, and we have 200 bushel corn is what we're budgeting, that's 100 bucks. That's a hundred dollars an opportunity that we potentially could have lost. You know, obviously it could still go up. Um, I don't know if what the opportunity that that's going to be, but we know we could have locked in uh, at least some of next year or part of next year at a, at a higher price right now. And that's going to be the opportunities we're going to have to pay attention to. If we only want to focus on the season that we're in, it, it's really. It's really strange to think that way. I mean, if you want to start a business, you got to really start thinking, you know, two, three years out, five years out, where do I want to be in, in two or three years? And we can't just focus on the year we're in. Um, and, you know, it, it's just delaying a decision and delaying decisions aren't always the best thing. Um, you know, the last couple of years, you might have been rewarded for that. Uh, the struggle is going to be that if you were rewarded for it, 
you're going to have to get out of that mindset that, you know, I'll just delay my decision and I make more money. Um, you know, this year, if you delayed your fertilizer purchase, you made more money. Um, but if you delayed your marketing decision, you lost money. So those little opportunities are going to have to come in and you're going to have to figure out these budgets. You're going to have to actually understand what your costs are and, and you're going to have to make decisions um, that are, I would say, if you have the knowledge and the information, they should be fairly easy decisions, but we're going to struggle with those because we're going to let emotions kind of get in there and, and make us really concerned. So, uh, yeah, let's just kind of wrap this all together and, and, and try to think about this. So let's say we had the opportunity to sell corn uh, for next year and we, we gave up $100 an acre. And now I'm going to spend all winter trying to find $2 an acre here and $3 an acre there and, and five over here. And there's only so many places we can cut. And let's say we, we saved $30 an acre in uh, just price shopping. And then we think, you know, uh, that we got to make up another $70. Uh, let's just not put fertilizer on a field that really needs it. Uh, just because we just can't afford to. And that's where we get into this really gray, bad area. And, you know, if you have a field that's really needs fall fertilizer and we don't put it on because we're going to save some money, let's say we lose 20 bushels because of that. So our decisions on cost cutting um, is going to cost us bushels in the end. That's a bad situation to be in. So let's say we miss an opportunity, $100 an acre for marketing. We cut our fall fertilizer, which is, let's just say it's $100. So, boom, we're even, right? No, uh, let's say we lost 20 bushels because of that decision to cut fall fertilizer also. So, not only did we not capture the $100 in marketing opportunity, we lost another $100 an acre in, um, in crop loss that we never realized. You know, it's not a realized loss, but... It's a loss. We, we know that we lost 20 bushels because our neighbors put it on and they were 20 bushels higher than we were. So that's a $200 loss versus $100 savings. We still lose that 100 bucks, And that's where we start really getting into a really bad place to be in, where we're cutting things that our crop needs just to make up for the losses that we've had by poor marketing, um, poor purchasing decisions. You know, we went out and and bid $400 an acre in Wisconsin for land rent. And now we have to make that up somewhere. So we just don't put fertilizer on it. And three years later, we just say, you know what? Our contract's up. Somebody else can have this land. And that person gets it, and it's a total disaster because now soil test levels are just nothing. And the entire time, you've been losing yield every year because you're not putting that fertilizer back. And this is where we get into these really, really bad situations. And I, I, I'm... Fearing, I'm fearing at least, that as we move into the next two, three, four years, we're going to get into these situations where we're going to be already in a hole. And then we're going to look for miracle cures in the season and spend money on things that might not gain us any yield. And not only are we making a poor marketing decision by, by losing some money that way, we're, we're making a poor management decision by cutting fertilizer to make up for the poor marketing decision that's costing us more bushels. And then we're going to go out and spend $20, $30, $40 an acre two or three times a year on these things that are going to hopefully save us and, and 
you know, we don't see the ROI on, you can get into a hole really, really fast. And it's really hard to get out of those holes. And that's where it, it really helps to have somebody who can kind of help you work through these things. And I, I'm not saying it's me. It doesn't have to be me. Uh, but it, it really, you know, we as people um, do a, a terrible job of, of selecting advisors sometimes. You know, we, who's, who's the person that advises you on your love life? And yes, you're going to say my friends who aren't married are, you know, what, let's just say this. All right. Let's say that you're having marriage trouble and you go to your friends who aren't married for help with your marriage. Sounds like a really dumb idea. I mean, obviously they're your friends, right? You know them. But they're giving you marriage advice on something that they're not experienced with, and they're just telling you a bunch of nonsense, essentially. And maybe it's really, really bad information. Um, this is the same thing we run into when we get caught up in coffee shop talk. Um, you know, talk at the grain elevator line, talk at the the co op or the retailer, um, talk on social media, ag talk, <laughs> Twitter. Whatever it is, you start getting in these arguments with people and, and trying to ask people for decisions and, and, and opinions on things that maybe have absolutely no knowledge outside of just their local region or whatever it is. And they're giving you really bad advice or maybe it could be decent advice, but who knows? It's not paid. It's not educated. It's their opinion. And there are all these people out there that are willing to give you advice that are versed in this and that have experience and then run numbers and basically spend all day worrying and thinking about these things. But that comes at a, a cost. You know, there's there's a cost for people to give you really good agronomy advice. Um, there's a cost for people to give you good marketing advice. There's a cost for someone who tells you whether it's a good idea to do chemotherapy or, or you know, basically do a different version of cancer um, or a really good version of cancer battle. You know, I mean, who knows what it is, but we'll just say there's experts everywhere. They cost money, but it's sometimes worth it. And even if it's not that they make you money based on what they're doing, um, they make you a better person who understands things. They make you think about things. It, it might not be a direct, um, a direct savings or a direct, um, direct money that you're going to gain from it. It might just be the knowledge and, and things that make your decision easier. And it just helps you out. And that's, that's the thing that's really hard. Um, a lot of people have asked me in, in my profession, at least, what do you do? You know, how do you make me money? I need to know how you make me money. What, how do you justify what you cost? And I'm like, you know, it, it really is hard to justify based on what I tell you. And, and, you know, it, it, because what do I do that in, in, in any one instance that directly makes people money? I mean, I can give you examples of where that works, but in any case, it's not always exactly that way, you know, right? We don't have, you know, I, I can tell you that I saved this guy this many dollars an acre and we didn't see a yield loss, but in your situation, it might not be the same. And that's where I struggle with that part of it. But the thing is, I tell everybody, you know, we aren't just here to 
tell you whether to spray or not to spray or how much to put on or not put on. You know, I, I'm here, and this is me normally. You know, like what you're hearing in this podcast is pretty much me on a normal day. I talk to people about marketing. We talk to people about trying to create budgets. We talk to people about business. We help make decisions. And helping make these decisions and helping, you know, make people understand and learn things and grow as a business and a business person and, and be more involved in the community, whatever it is, all these things really add up. It, it's really hard to put a dollar value on. And that was where I struggled when I worked in retail. Everybody wants a dollar value on what you do. These little things don't really are very hard to monetize or legitimize when you when you look at a budget or when you're looking at what is your return on your investment. But these things add up really fast. And there's a reason why, you know, there's people I've worked with for over a decade and there's people I've worked with for five, six, seven, eight years. And and we continue to work together is because we do all these little things, we mesh together. You know, I get a lot of people that ask me my opinion on things. I get a lot of people that, you know, we we're, we're looked at as trusted advisors, but more friends. And it, it, this is just, it's been a great experience the last five years doing what I do because we have a lot of people that really gel with us. And I have a lot of people that ask me, you know, that it's, it's a totally different approach when you're in the position I'm in. And this is a rant and then we'll end it. I promise. But my rant is I have a lot of people that, you know, we're, we're in the position of, I don't really need a ton of business, you know, as much as I can possibly get to justify what I'm doing. I, I don't necessarily need that. Uh, what we do need is people that like what we do work with us and have a good relationship with us. And that, that to me has been the best thing I've found people that, are just looking for the acres and, and trying to get paid. Um, it, it just turns into a struggle. You really want to hire somebody that you're going to hate all season and they're going to resent calling you or being on your farm just because you want to say that you have an agronomist or, or a marketer or a grain merchandiser, or whatever it is you're working with. And I think it's a terrible position to be in. So typically I just tell people, and this is the end of the rant, but I just tell people, work with somebody that you like. If you don't like them right away, that's not going to work anyway. You know, if, if you absolutely hate the person, it's not going to work out. So we, we built a, a, a group of people that we work with that are just really, really mesh with what we do. And I, I love it every day. And that's, that's the thing. And where I struggle is, you know, I've kind of learned that the more questions people ask, the more concerned they are, unwilling to make a decision on whether or not they want to do what you're doing or work with you. It's just better for everybody just to kind of go, okay, that's it. You know, maybe this isn't going to work out. And that's made my life a lot easier when I've realized, you know, hey, if, if you're having questions and doubts about this, it's probably not a good idea right now. And yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot better and I, I really want to say, you know, that's that's the thing I think with a lot of us when we start looking at uh, crop input decisions and stuff, you need to get away from the, this guy's my friend because he works at the co-op and, you know, I've known him for 30 years. We need to get away from the, the like, people that sell us stuff are our best friends. And, you know, they're, they can be friends, they can do whatever, but we need to get into that mindset of it's a business business. 
what value do you bring to me? And, you know, looking back at past savings from 20 years ago or whatever the guy did for you might not be the best thing. But that's the end of the rant, the end of the episode. Hopefully you guys enjoy this one. I I really think we need to start inverting our thinking on how we do crop budgets. We need to start working on crop budgets in winter and not focus entirely on saving money all winter and then execute that budget in season and try to make money where we see opportunities and not necessarily working on things that are just kind of on a whim. So hopefully you guys enjoy and I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Rogue Aranas podcast. Be sure to check out our website, stallagronomy.com and our other social media for more information and other episodes.